Let's talk short-term rentals. Uh, I know many of you out there have used Airbnb or similar technology uh, whenever you stay uh, in different cities around Canada, around the world. Uh, They are convenient and certainly sites like that have proliferated and they're very popular. Uh, Now, one of the concerns people have raised about Airbnb and many others is that they are taking away housing uh, that is desperately needed in communities like Metro Vancouver or throughout uh, British Columbia. Uh, it is an ongoing issue in Vancouver. Uh, there's been pushback in, in many cities, especially in Europe as well during tourist season, that so much vital housing is lost to these short-term rentals. Well, a gentleman who has been following this issue, um, who has a Twitter handle named at Mortimer underscore underscore one, at Mortimer underscore one, put out a tweet today to give you an, an understanding of how how much of a challenge Airbnb has become to the city of Vancouver. Now, right now in the city, there is there are 2,964 short-term rental licenses. So just under 3,000 short-term rental licenses have been issued in this city. As of August 3rd, there are 4,929 short-term rentals that are available. So almost 2,000 more than what's been licensed. And just imagine if those 2,000 were part of the rental pool here in Vancouver. There have been many people who have said that the by this by allowing this to happen, uh, we it's a ripple effect. It does cause a ripple effect, and it's a factor, one factor, in rising long-term rental costs. Uh, and I'll put that in context for you. Uh, 2,964 business licenses were issued in 2023. In 2022, it's 2,557. So an increase of just over 400 or so. Uh, this year, um, so there's 2,227 licenses flagged for investigation and audits, and 97 originally were flagged in 2023. So it's an ongoing issue. It's actually getting worse here uh, in the city of Vancouver. Now, the provincial government uh, has said that they will introduce legislation in the, during the fall of this year to deal with the issue of Airbnb. Quebec has brought in legislation earlier this year after there was a fire in an apartment block and people uh, ended up dying, and they have brought in tougher legislation, which to a certain degree keeps Airbnb uh, a lot more responsible uh, for the people who are actually renting. So it uh, has built in some accountability to these uh, firms that do rent out these homes. Uh, Joining me now is Ravi Kailan, BC's Housing Minister, to talk a little bit about the staggering number of short-term rentals and what he hopes to do when he does introduce that legislation uh, in Victoria during the fall session. Minister, thank you for joining us. Hey, Jazz, thanks so much for having me. So let's jump in here. Uh, a tweet today by a gentleman named Mortimer who is known to follow uh, the short-term rental situation in uh, in the city of Vancouver. Uh, his tweet basically says that there are 2,964 short-term rental licenses issued uh, in the city, so just under 3,000. Uh, but we have, as of August 4th, uh, sorry, August 3rd of this year, 4,929 actual short-term rentals. Uh, your reaction to that? Well, it's not surprising, Jazz, uh, given that uh, in the last two years, we've been hearing concerns from local government uh, on two major issues. One, uh, the lack of data. And, uh, you know, don't have access to the data about who actually is going on these sites. Uh, you know, who, in this case in Vancouver, who's got a permit, who doesn't. Uh, you know, who is using the same business license from multiple listings. Uh, that kind of data is a real issue that local governments identified for us. And then the second one is uh, enforcement. Uh, and many local governments say there's really 
no tools for them to be able to enforce any of the rules that they've put in place. And the Vancouver example you shared is, is just a clear one. And we've been hearing that from communities around the province. So what we did just was we um, went to UBCM and said, okay, you, your, your leaders, local leaders have identified uh, issues. Uh, here's some dollars. Come back to us with all the challenges that you've identified, and then we'll take steps to put some solutions in place. And that report by UBCM was delivered to us earlier this year. And so moving forward, when can we see uh, provincial legislation introduced? Well, this fall, we've committed uh, to have legis- legislation in place. And what uh, our goal around this is uh, to address the challenges local governments have highlighted around data, around uh, the ability to be able to enforce, uh, you know, having a little bit more accountability on these uh, platforms uh, to play a, a bigger role. That We have way too many units or too many houses on the market uh, that are not available to people to rent because more and more are shifting towards short-term rentals. For example, the city of Victoria had a report that showed just between last year and this year, they saw, I believe it was 28% increase in the registered short-term rentals. Now, uh, you highlighted that many of them don't even register. Now, tourism-dependent communities who are saying, hey, it was great, but now we're for our workers to live. And so we need solutions. So we're working with them. Uh, this fall is when I've committed that we'll have legislation in place. Uh, are you looking at the on uh, the Quebec legislation uh, where there was uh, people who died at a fire there? Uh, and as you said, you you know the the push was to make sure uh, you know companies like Airbnb are also doing greater vetting, greater accountability from these companies. Can you actually uh, extract that accountability from them because they're not based here? They're not based in Canada beyond a, a you know a handful of employees. They're American based. Can you extract accountability from those groups, uh, from those uh, companies? Because generally they just view themselves as, uh, you know, facilitating uh, a, a relationship between the person offering the service and the purchase person who wants the service, uh, and that's all they're there for. They're not really folks who want to be held accountable or companies who want to be held accountable. You think you can extract that accountability from them? Well, your question is excellent, and it just lays out uh, the complexity and the challenge that local governments are dealing with right now, uh, which is, uh, in many cases, they're uh, at the whim of these companies. Uh, there's not many tools available for local governments to address it. So we will be uh, taking steps to uh, ensure that that accountability is in place. We've, uh, uh, we're learning from Quebec. I've had a chance to talk at two, on two occasions with the minister from Quebec about what they're dealing with, what's happening. But not only from them, this is a, a challenge that's being uh, grappled with across uh, North America, across the world, in fact. New York, Louisiana, many jurisdictions are coming up with interesting ways about getting at this problem. So we've been doing jurisdictional scans, learning from them, uh, and that's what we hope to bring forward uh, this fall. Uh, there's also uh, the issue of an individual coming in and renting, let's say, a one-bedroom uh, unit, and, but not just one, but it, renting five of them, and then thinking that each suite that they've rented can you know, generate more dollars. So I was hearing one example where somebody rents an apartment for $3,000, but they can make 4500 a month just by putting it up on Airbnb, and then they turn it into a business where they get 10 units paying the same amount of money, but each one gives them a profit of about $1,500 a month. Um, is there any way, in, in regards to your legislation, would cities be able to go after those individuals as well who are turning it into businesses where they have rented out 
10, 15, 20 of these units and have essentially turned this into a, a sort of a broader business? Yeah, well, you know, uh, that's interesting. Uh, I've uh, had an opportunity to talk to uh, one local government that actually highlighted this specific problem. Uh, and in fact, when they went to talk to the, uh, the person that had the property, uh, they were told they have no jurisdiction and the person wouldn't cooperate. And so that's how uh, blatant uh, some of the folks that are in this space and that are operating in this space are. Uh, they believe the rules shouldn't apply to them. Uh, certainly uh, some of the initiatives that we're taking on this fall will capture that. Mm -hmm. But there are some nuances that I'm sure will be challenges for us to grapple with. But we'll learn along the way and adjust if we need to. Uh, final question to you. Do you think there is a need for Airbnb and similar online companies uh, to do what they do? Or can this city in this province live without Airbnb in your mind? Well, I think, uh, I think these uh, operators, uh, these short-term rental operation, operations are, are here to stay. Uh, I don't see uh, in the future them be completely eliminated. Uh, many communities uh, now have become dependent on them. Uh, some smaller ones, in fact, uh, have real pressures uh, when they have workforces coming in and, and, and they need that type of short-term availability of the housing. The question, I think, more so is how do we make sure that uh, it, the, the systems that are, are there are actually supporting us as a community, supporting us as our local economy, and not hindering our opportunities and our growth. That, I believe, is where we need to go, and that will be reflected in how we move forward uh, this fall. Minister, thank you for your time today. Appreciate it. Thanks for having me, Josh. Stay safe.